welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. We have a special service ahead of us today. Uh, Following on from the panel that we had last week, we're having another panel discussion today. And so today's panel is going to be around um, how different people in our congregation are seeing God at work in their workplaces. So I hope that that's something that's really encouraging and challenging for each of us as well. Thank you, Jazz. Uh, And another welcome from me this morning. Uh, It's so great to be with you here. uh, And welcome to those who are watching online as well. My name is Sarah, for those of you who don't know me. um, And I am part of the team here at Seeds. And it's um, a real privilege to be with you here this morning. Now, last week, um, as Jazz mentioned before, if you were here or if you watched online um, during the week or, or live last week, you would have heard, we heard from four members of our church community about how they were led uh, to and have engaged with what God is doing um, by leading and serving in different church ministry areas um, and different um, programs which kind of launched um, out of the church. Last week, um, Jonathan also talked about how Jesus has entrusted us, the church, to continue this responsibility um, of sharing his light to the world. Today, um, we are going to be continuing to hear these first-hand stories of how God is using different people uh, in different contexts. Now, something um, I've heard many times, um, I think even the first week um, that I came here to Seeds, uh, was that um, the church is not this physical building, um, but we are the church, um, meaning the people in it, uh, those of you who are watching um, or joining us at home, um, and those who regularly um, call this place home, we are the church. Today, um, we have invited um, some of the other members of our church community um, to hear about how their faith is interacting with their lives outside of the walls of this building, which is really exciting, and more particularly um, within their vocations or their jobs. So, would you join me in welcoming our panel for this morning? We have Naomi, uh, Bronwyn, Mackenzie, and Trevor. So, if you guys would like to come up. Wonderful, welcome. I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy things like this because I think sometimes we get to, you know, we have the one-minute mingle um, and we have um, the opportunity to meet people over coffee and things like that after the service. But um, especially in a church of this size, uh, there are so many people that we don't get to meet. So I'm excited (laughs) um, personally to be able to hear more from you guys this morning. So thank you so much for joining us um, and for the time that you've taken to prepare to share with us this morning. Uh, so we, I, I might start with you, Naomi, if that's all right. Um, if you could just tell us a bit about who you are briefly and kind of what takes up the majority of your time outside of church. Um, my name's Naomi. I've been here my whole life and um, 
I am an endoscopy and colonoscopy nurse, so I like to joke that I recognise my patients better from behind. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's my main job, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And um, that sounds like it could be lots of fun at times. <laughs> um, how do you see your faith interacting uh, with that role? Actually, sometimes I find it hard to see my faith interacting, but um, what I try and do is, because um, uh, I work in a, a big hospital, um, I try and um, make sure that, first of all, I start my day uh, with Christ. So I like to get up at like, Practically, I like to get up at 4.45 and have an early start for a 6.30 start to um, journal and be thankful for things in my life, but also to really invest in God's word. Um, And then I ask God to try and um, cover me with love and servitude and just be someone in my day who's going to um, uh, bless the people around me. So you do happen to come across the right um, people at the right time, even people in our congregation I've come across. Um, And, yeah, for me, though, recently um, I actually went through a really hard time where I've swapped jobs and um, a part of that was um, an issue came up in my work. I couldn't resolve it, so I actually decided to fast and pray and I prayed with people at church about it And I went to work Monday thinking, yes, it's going to get resolved. It's going to be awesome. I know that God's with me. And I felt really good about it. And then it was an absolute, um, it was like a bomb went off at work. And it was a problem that got worse. And I had to um, take a step away and decide with God, okay, I think it's actually time to leave. And... That's actually led me to a job at Carolta Park, um, nursing still. But I have a feeling that God's going to be using me in the Carolta Park area, especially with um, our family's going to be moving church there. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, um, it, it's incredible how sometimes those yeah, answers to prayer in different ways... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the answer I wanted, no. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't an easy answer. Um, it was actually really difficult. So I just encourage anyone to come and pray about it, but you might always get an easy answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real challenge. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how have you, particularly, so seeing God at work in others in your workplace? So you mainly work with adults, so you would be working with staff but also the patients. How have you seen God yeah, working in that space? Um, there's been lots of ways, but I think uh, one way in particular is um, a couple of years ago I had I read an article saying that a lot of international students never come to an Australian person's house and it really upset me. And I talked to Jeff and Joy Simpson about it because they've um, hosted people at their house who are international students before. Um, And one day I came across a student who was quite cheeky um, and I really, really liked her. And I felt God's spirit move me and say, invite her over to your house. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, um, would you want to come to my house? And we'd build a relationship Um, over a few weeks. By then she burst into tears and she said, yes, I'd love to. I've never been to an Australian person's house. And um, she came to um, 
our home and we played board games and she also brought her housemate. Um, and then um, she has also uh, asked, she asked if she could come to our church because she just loved being invited into a home and loved. And so did her housemate. So they came to an all-in service and they said it was the best thing they'd ever seen because they're Hindu and it's completely different to a temple. Um, And then they actually came to the road to Christmas and they heard the story about Jesus for the first time over Christmas. And then (laughs) they've come to my parents' house um, for a meal and they love that. They've come to Jeff and Joy Simpson's house for a meal for Christmas. I couldn't do it all, but they helped me out, so thank you. And then um, they've actually come to Mark and Joy, um, Joy's house, the Elfords, and um, they went swimming in a pool for the first time. That was the first time swimming ever. Um, and then <laughs> they've also come to the new church at Corolla Park um, to check it out, and they loved it, and um, they're hoping to maybe be a part of that. Um, and it's just been... Just that one invitation has led to this whole new um, experience for them, but also for me. Like we've been really blessed as a family to have their joy in our lives, so it's been really great. So it's, it, there's been lots of little things like that in nursing where I've been able to connect um, in um, unusual ways that you could only say is a God coincidence, you know, God incidents. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I think just seeing in you the joy that obviously the, that relationship and that relationship forming has brought is really exciting. And the power of that listening, that prompting of the Holy Spirit and that challenge of yours. And obviously it was, you have the bravery needed to have that one conversation, but it was only one small invite that has led to all these interactions. That's so powerful. make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah wonderful. Um, Trevor, we might move to you. <laughs> um, so, Trevor, you um, are in a bit of a different stage of life to the rest of our panel members at the moment in terms of um, you have now moved into retirement. Um, but could you just tell us a bit briefly about who you are and kind of what life looks like um, for you at the moment? Uh, you're very polite, yes, I <laughs> I moved into retirement at the end of 2007, actually. Um, I'm old enough to be some people's uh, father here. Um, but uh, yeah, retirement is great, actually. Um, you was talking about people preparing for school. Um, it was this time of the year I was always getting nervous, thinking about all those uh, courses that I, I have to prepare. Um, but now it's great. Yes, I, um, I spent uh, 37 years as a teacher, uh, I ran science faculties for most of that time. Uh, I was chemistry, uh, science and maths teacher and travelled around many parts of the state. And uh, it was a great profession, but uh, t- retirement is absolutely great. Um, it's, uh, um, the most important thing is that it, it gives uh, my wife Chris and, uh, and me time to um, do things um, that you didn't have time to do um, without that pressure of, of time. Um, you're still busy, but you, um, you've got that flexibility. And what you do, you do by choice. It's yeah. not by necessity. And so retirement can be good or it can be, be bad, depending on your attitude. And for us, it's, it's really good. Um, 
As far as I'm concerned, you ask me um, what I'm doing in retirement. Well, my week is pretty busy. Um, you know, we do lots of things with our family. Uh, one day a week we look after our um, little two-and-a-half-year-old grandson and uh, in theory that makes us younger and practice the next day is a bit tiring. But it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just wonderful. Um, mm. I do lots of things with... Uh, we do lots of things with our, our elder grandchildren and, uh, and in particular um, the last few days we're doing woodwork projects that sometimes work and sometimes don't work. Um, but it's, it's a, great, a great time f- just to be with family. Uh, outside of family, well, Monday mornings, Graham Smedley, myself and John Perkins do ground maintenance here. Um, we do uh, a, a lot of, uh, I do a lot of uh, church maintenance in terms of um, uh, you know, e- equipment and, uh, and f- facilities. Um, Tuesdays is Men's Shed. Uh, Wednesdays, Chris and I lead a Bible study uh, here, um, a, a small group. Um, that small group is a, a, an incredible small group, and then its history goes right back to Doug Johns and uh, Graham Humphreys starting the small group, and it's continued ever since. And so uh, I don't know what date it started, it would be back in the 90s, I suppose. And uh, we, Chris and I now lead it, and we have 13 members, very faithful members, and it's uh, gone for many years. Um, then um, I um, am very involved in local Probus Club, so Thursdays, twice a month, uh, we have formal meetings, and then we have other activities, um, which is very important for elderly people, uh, ours is a men's Probus group. But men can become very isolated, and so it's a very important meeting for people to get together. Um, and um, I'm the welfare officer at this stage. I've had various um, positions, but at the moment I'm the welfare officer, and I uh, can see that as a, an extension of my Christian life in many ways. Um, and I can talk about that later if you wish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then, um, um, of course, then we have church on, on the weekend, so... I do have sporting interests. I love um, playing bowls for night hours and I love going to uh, the Crows football. And uh, I had two highlights in 97 and 98. And, uh, <laughs> the time will come again. <laughs> yes, yes. We can always hope. Yeah. <laughs> and I should say hope and pray, but I'm not too sure on the... <laughs> oh, well, I'd love to hear more about what you were saying about your space in Probus. Um, oh, and yes. Yeah, um, yes, Probus is a, it's an offshoot of Rotary for retired people. Uh, it's, it's really more not a fundraising thing. It's a, a time where people can get together. Uh, we hear guest speakers and uh, we do a whole series of activities beyond the meetings. Now, as a welfare officer, I um, basically I follow up on men's health and report on that at meetings. Um, I also uh, make a point of communicating with people who are by themselves. A lot of the elderly men have real problems at times and they just want to talk. Um, Unfortunately, I've had to attend quite a few funerals over the years, but that's part of it. Um, um, One of the things that's concerned me a lot is that during COVID, people have become quite isolated at Mm -hmm. times. And um, one of the things I've tried to push at our Provost meetings is the, the need to um, maintain good me- mental health. And one of the ways that I've tried to illustrate that is, um, is by just simple acts of kindness. Um, 
acts of kindness make people feel better. And uh, just saying thank you, all those sorts of things. And so I've really sort of used that as a, a theme over the last couple of years. Um, I've uh, often shown little short videos to illustrate it. Uh, would you believe we learn a lot from the animal kingdom? You know, pets, that sort of thing, how they interact. Uh, we've had lots of fun videos and people have reacted well to it. Um, and, um, and so that's one of the things I've, I've, I've tried to do. Um, and people have responded well to that. Yeah. Um, we, we, besides formal meetings, as I said, we have lots of interest groups. Um, one of the things we do is go out to uh, lunch once a, a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called a Romeo lunch and Romeo stands for retired old men eating out. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, and uh, and we normally get uh, up to twenty people going out to lunch, you know. And it's just so important for men to get out and mix and and uh, communicate with each other. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! They, th- that sounds like a fantastic opportunity to be able to kind of be the hands and feet of Jesus and, and show love and, and care to that, that group of people. How do you see God working um, in that space in the lives of others? Are there any specific um, things that you've seen or, um, yeah, it was a, a general kind of change in people's lives that you've seen through those little acts of service and care? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because of the age group. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that we see at Probus do uh, lose confidence to a certain extent in life because a lot of them are in their 80s and some of them up into their 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a youngster at 75. Um, you know, it's just the way it is. It's hard to actually gauge. I, I think the important thing is that seeing people making the effort after ringing up and talking, to making the effort to get there, uh, and then mixing in and talking to each other and the smile and the uh, over morning tea, just being able to get some enjoyment because um, they can get pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. So that's where I see it. Uh, in terms of my role, to me it's just an extension of what Jesus would want. He met people, he encouraged them, uh, and that's what I see I, I'm doing, you know, the, the caring role. Um, in a just a mature sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, fantastic. We might jump to uh, the other end of the spectrum, Mackenzie, um, who's just sitting next to Trevor. Many of you might recognise Mackenzie. She's often behind the keyboard back here. Um, but Mackenzie, you do a couple of other things other than play keys. Can you tell us about a bit about what takes up uh, a lot of your nine to five at the moment? Um, yeah, so I'm an early childhood educator, so I've worked in childcare for almost four years, and I really love it. Um, I'm also in going into my fourth year of a Bachelor of Early Childhood Education and Special Education, so between uni and work, that pretty much takes up a lot of my time throughout the week. Yeah, great. And how do you see your faith as interacting um, with your role at work, but also at uni as well? I'd probably say um, that I see my faith interacts with my role as I love and care for those around me, whether that's um, at work with the young children or at youth um, or even with the people around me at uni. It's such a great delight to see um, young people and young children especially explore and learn and grow and develop and it's really a privilege to be able to care for them. 
Cool. Um, and do you have any specific examples of how you've seen God at work um, in what you're doing in either your life or, or the kids or the, the families around you? Um, yeah, through my time working, with child, working in childcare and through placements, I've had opportunities to share bits about my faith, which has been really exciting. I wouldn't say that I've ever, like, sat someone down and be like, here it is, you know. But, um, yeah, through conversations, I've been able to share about leading at youth on a Friday night or coming to church or playing on band, as well as about Easter camp as well. Um, Last year, I actually had a placement, um, and one of the teachers I worked with, she said she knew someone from my work. And I was like, oh, that's cool. How do you know? And she was like, oh, we used to go to a church together. And I was like, oh, really? What church did you go to? And she shared with me and then when I went back to work I said to that person I was like oh I met someone that used to go to church with and from that we got talking about you know going to church and what churches they've been to and that kind of thing and then a few weeks later she came and found me on the path and she was like oh um I went to the excess year six information night the other week and I saw that you're a leader and I was like oh yeah and she's like yeah my daughter's gonna start coming to youth and she's really excited I was like oh that's so cool And so then, sure enough, the first night of youth, she rocks up and she comes into youth and then I'm walking around and then I see this lady from work in the foyer come to pick up her child. But it was really cool to see that, you know, different areas of your life come together as, you know, I see her at work but now her daughter comes to youth and we've been able to engage in those chats. And I think that it's so important to never underestimate the power of a conversation. You know, through our conversations other educators joined in and one of them said oh yeah I went to youth group as a child or you know other people were able to be involved in that too so yeah yeah that's awesome yeah I keep hearing the power of the conversation and even the, just the, the small conversation that's um that's fantastic now Bronwyn um you're in a, a bit of a different and interesting context because you are the principal of a um a Lutheran school so working in a Christian context but with many I assume non-Christian families um and things like that so can you tell us a bit about what that's like um for you and how you see your faith interacting with that Yeah, thank you. Um, Well, my faith is absolutely critical to my role as a Christian leader um, in a Lutheran school. As Sarah said, the majority of people are actually non-Christians. You've probably got maybe 30% that are, but you've got such a mission field Hmm. there. Um, In Lutheran schools, the principal is actually the spiritual head, so I have oversight over the capacity of the spirituality of the whole school in uh, terms of structures, programs, and then actual spiritual life of the students and the staff and the families to some extent. So to be grounded in faith is absolutely essential and that whole idea of, as a Christian myself, being connected to Jesus gives me the capacity to then give to others um, every day. And often when people come to my office, it's not a happy conversation (laughs) as you can imagine so I've got lots of tissue boxes around the places but it's usually at the end of a process that either with a child or a family that's quite traumatic or things have gone wrong so in that space it's about um, showing love God's love and also reminding them that we're grounded in God's love and nothing can separate us Mm -hmm. from that 
um, which I think is really important because some children come into my office and they've had a very bad day. Um, and there needs to be consequences for that, but they also need to know, yes, there are consequences, but ultimately this isn't going to separate you from the love of God. Um, so I see that as my one of my roles mm. in the school, and my, my main role in the school, um, to be that for families and for staff as well, and students, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a, a special um, and privileged space to be in. Um, and uh, do you have any specific examples of how you've, um, I guess, seen God at work in that space? Yeah, oh, many, countless mm. examples of particularly watching other staff members working with children, um, like someone like Mackenzie is going to going to special um, needs or learning support, and I think that's a really critical role in our school that we've got um, learning support teachers who come along, children who are struggling or have learning disabilities, and just the way they care for them and give them equal opportunities, and just to see that in motion is uh, quite a privilege. Um, Lutheran theology, without making it too deep, is um, very much about a hidden God, and that doesn't mean God's hiding. It means that God is seen most clearly in the broken places, and being a community as we are in a school, that is quite evident. You see God really working in the lives of people, particularly when there's suffering, um, when family break down, when parents get bad news about a child's um, learning needs. Um, and you see how the community rallies around those people. And we've had, we've had um, parents dying in the school and just seeing how the, the rest of the community just kicks into action to be Jesus to that family. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you see God in the highs as well, but particularly really clear in, in those, those low places, the broken parts of the school. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, you've mentioned community quite a few times. Um, what impact have you seen of, of see a number of your staff have a faith as well? And, and you said that about 30% of the, the school community. Um, what impact do you see of the, that faith community, wider community has on those other non-churched and, um, people? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people comment on that, the the people that come to our school that aren't Christian and they say they come for the the values which is interesting because they think the values are very secular values but they're actually there for the Christian values without really knowing it Um, and the the way that they interact with the Christian families we have a chapel service every week um, and parents come along to that and so just the word of God is everywhere in our school. It's in devotions in the morning with the children, staff devotions, chapel. Um, it's in the car park when Christian parents are talking to other parents. So, um, it, yeah, it's widely across the school. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and how can we as a church be praying for you um, and, um, and your school mm. in this space? Um, Wisdom, I think that's a really important part of being a servant leader is to know when to say what and how to say it and being really kind with my words. Um, Pray, obviously, for opportunities to actually talk to people about Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I was saying before, um, the love of God is... You have the love of God and nothing can separate you from that. Um, Having opportunities to um, come alongside people for needs as well. 
Yeah, wonderful. Oh, well, we will be in prayer for that. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, back to you, Mackenzie. I'd love to hear um, if you have any thoughts uh, about um, how you would encourage the church um, regarding um, their faith in their vocations. Um, I would say probably it sounds kind of obvious, I don't know, but don't be afraid to share like what you did on the weekend. Maybe you've been to church or you went to youth, but you don't have to be like, oh, yeah, I just went to the beach, you know, like you can actually tell people kind of thing. And like um, coming back to that, that don't underestimate the power of a conversation. And God can use any situation for, you know, for good. And from that fruit will go on. We don't necessarily see it in the moment or, you know, even in like a year's time. But yeah, we can really trust that God is working and we are the vessels for his work. And as Jonathan says, that um, we're just ordinary people, but God does extraordinary things with what we do. So it's really, yeah, don't underestimate the power of, you know, just talking to someone or sharing something. Yeah, it can be really special and powerful. Yeah, that's awesome. And how can we be praying for you um, in your space at the moment? Um, I think, yeah, just like opportunities to share with other people and for fruitful conversations that seeds will be sown and that, yeah, the fruit will come from that. And, yeah, people will be just encouraged and feel loved in what they're doing. Yeah, wonderful. We will be praying for you. Thank you, Mackenzie. Trevor, back to you. Um, In your kind of areas in the community but also in your time as being a grandparent um, what you've learnt from those spaces how would you encourage um, our church community about what faith looks like in, in this stage of life for you? Um, in many ways it's not much different to at any stage in life um, mm-hmm. one of the things when I was um, teaching and running science faculties was I always sort of thought of um, respect, encourage, and be well prepared. Um, I respected my staff, encouraged them, gave them opportunities to advance, and um, be well prepared. And I think in many ways that's also relevant to the church. Um, I see that um, any organisation that respects people, encourages people, and is well prepared is going to be successful. And... um, and, and, and it's just, as, as far as we are concerned, we're just continuing Jesus' work because he respected people, he met people, he encouraged people, and that's what we should be doing. Um, another thing that I think is so important is that we, we don't just stay in our own church community. I, I believe we, we need to mix with people beyond the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got really good friends who I go to football with, for example, ex-teachers. Um, in the group, I'm the only Christian or churchgoer, um, mm-hmm. if I could use that term. Um, and before COVID, for example, we used to meet on a Tuesday morning for, for old men's gym, repeated exercises with weights to improve our bones. And um, uh, afterwards, we had coffee, and we used to talk about lots of issues, mm-hmm. um, we discuss many things, and you'd be quite surprised how interested they are about the church's um, uh, the relevance to the church and what the church says about these issues. And I was often asked that, and 
they respected me, I respected them, we got on fine. And and I, you don't really know how your influence, where it's going sometimes. And in just general conversation, uh, we've got to be prepared to go well beyond the bounds of the church. And uh, and it's um, it's just enriching, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and Naomi, so you, Trevor mentioned before about kind of stepping out outside of the bounds of the church and um, you're stepping out into a new role at work but also um, a new church community down in Carrollta Park. Um, and how can we be praying for you in this space? Um, I'd love prayer over um, God revealing, you know, how I can um, be part of the community at my new work and and um, also how that crosses over to the new church because I'm not quite sure yet but I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of plan in place <laughs> um, and that, that would be great. And also um, for our children and my husband and I to, um, to be able to... Um, feel comfortable with the change because I know our kids are a little bit apprehensive so yeah that'd be great yeah definitely well thank you guys so much um for being willing to share with us uh, this morning I know um I've been so encouraged by a few things um a reminder of the simple conversations and then the importance um that they can have um, and the impact they can have on others' lives. Um, but also, you know, that being the gentle and the caring hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, so thank you for how you guys are doing that in other people's lives. Um, and I, yeah, do pray um, that God would continue to speak to you and open up doors for more conversations and, and things like that uh, in that space. Um, I hope that you have been encouraged here this morning um, by what uh, these people in our church community are up to. And for those of you at home, um, I would love to hear um, what you have got out of this morning. Um, please uh, continue the conversations with one another. You know, we're hearing from these people here, but one of the things and the opportunities we have as a church is we get together and we can meet and be in community. So let's let's share with one another um, the things uh, that are happening in our lives the opportunities that we are having to see um, and speak about Jesus uh, with one another is such a a fantastic opportunity. Um, One of the reasons, you know, the the main reason uh, which uh, we have the opportunity to do this is because uh, we we serve and um, we have relationship with a holy God um, who has done, who loves us um, and cares for us so, so deeply, um, and that is um, so special. So I wonder if... um, Let's, let's finish our service this morning um, by worshipping, but also listening um, to that holy God. So we'll sing that song which we sang earlier, Only a Holy God. And I just invite you in this time um, to either um, sing and praise and worship God for perhaps some of the conversations or the people um, that these, uh, these conversations have reminded you about this morning, but also um, if you would rather to take the opportunity 
to pray and ask God to speak to you. Who may you be prompting me to have a conversation with this week uh, about who God is or who God is um, in my life? Or how can I be being the hands and feet to Jesus to someone this week? Uh, so would you stand with us? Um, first of all, also thank you. Would you thank <laughs> show me in thanking the panel for this morning? Um, But yeah, let's stand um, and let's uh, finish our time together um, by worshipping our God, but also taking the opportunity to hear from Him. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.